Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous to your contracts, they said, What the f are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello, um, and we're, we're dead on time. So, hello, good evening, everyone. Um, welcome to this week's uh, episode of The Long Run, which is brought to you by a 40 Runs uh, Running Community and sponsored by our lovely friends at Sketchers. So, tonight I am, um, I'm super privileged, actually, to be able to host this week's show, which is going to focus on all things that affect uh, female and women runners. Uh, don't worry, the, uh, the usual suspects will be back next week with um, mental health expert and psychoanalyst Gary Lane, um, which is going to be amazing, actually. So a couple of bits of business, obviously. Firstly, thank you to our friends at Sketchers um, who, are, who are sponsoring the show. Um, we've also got our 10% off code at Start Fitness. Uh, so if you just enter 40 runs at, uh, at the checkout, you get 10% off, which is brilliant. And uh, also the National Running Show, which is in January in Birmingham. Uh, so we will be there. We're going to have a stand and uh, we will give you future updates on what's happening there as well. But um, use code 40 runs for your free tickets. Um, and also, before I forget, if you are listening or tuned in on Facebook, please click on the uh, the link that Toby should have posted and should pop up so that we can see your names. Um, it just means that we can give you a shout out as you as you comment and post. So um, an evening for everyone that's already started uh, started commenting and to Ray, who's who's there from California. So lovely to see you. So um, tonight I am joined by uh, the lovely bushy hero Mel House. Um, Gemma, who is one of our, uh, God, satellite originals, I think, down in Broxbourne, uh, and first-timer on the show. So welcome, Gemma. Um, and first-time London marathoner, Abby, who you will have uh, will have seen. And then, obviously, myself, I'm Sabrina Ahmed, um, and you may know me otherwise as admin, as you often hear shouted out on, uh, on some of the videos and clips. So, ladies, how are we all doing? Good. Yeah, great. <laughs> really well. Yeah. 
Yeah. And uh, and Abby, how are you? How's the how's marathon training going? Yeah, it's good. Sort of slight stumble this week. I've got a, my first sort of small injury, but I think we're we're good. A bit of rest, and I'll be back in it, getting used to the long runs now. So yeah. And, uh, and how far have you got to in your long runs? Um, I was up to I did twenty four kilometers on Tuesday. Um, so I need to do a bit more, but we're we're getting there. <laughs> first time going over half marathon the last couple of runs. So. Yeah. Um, and Gemma, how many marathons have you done, actually? You could probably offer up. So I've done 12 now. Yeah, 12. Yeah. I'm toying with uh, retiring, but we know that never lasts. So <laughs> yeah. we'll see. We shall see. Right. And, uh, and Mel, how are you doing? You've been you've been travelling, haven't you, this last year? Yeah, yeah. I, I did a little pop-up to the Northeast 4D satellite group last week. They very kindly uh, had their run in South Shields where we were up on holiday. So we joined all of them for a little run on the Wednesday evening. So if anyone's out on holiday in uh, the Northeast anytime, Jan says just get in touch with her and you can join the Northeast 4D satellites for a run. Oh, brilliant. And um, And quickly let's talk about before we get into kind of the women's stuff and the stuff that we want to focus on but talk to us about tomorrow what's going on trip to wales oh yes we're getting up very very early to get the coaches a whole load of us 40s on tour um, unfortunately i didn't do dublin previously but we're, we're off to run the seven bridge and back and then off to barry island and you actually run run the actual bridge on the actual bridge, I believe. It's a bit of an incline. I've seen the photos now. No one told us that when we signed up. Oh <laughs> Someone said it was flat. I believe them. Uh, and um, and how many of you are going? Uh, on the coach, we've got. I think we've pretty much got a full coach for around about 50 of us. Amazing. Three different pickups, starting right. over in Kent at Dartford, then one in Surrey, and then on the M4. Yeah, the last pickup, getting there nice and promptly for about eight fifteen, I think, in the morning. So I've got time to do all those pre pre running park run things that you need to do. So we're ready for the off at nine o'clock. Amazing. Um, and if anyone does want to join you, they can just head straight down to straight down to the park run if they're in the area, or over to Barry Island. I'm sure there'll be a sea of pink. Uh, Absolutely, lots of tour t shirts um, ready to go with their wales date on the back already oh brilliant well exciting time so tonight as we said um we've been talking about doing this for a while and uh, a women's special and when we say special it doesn't mean a one-off we've been i think overwhelmed with the response and the comments on the posts i've shared this week the polls and um, we've just so many topics that people want to talk about and that impact them and whether that be from finding the right running kit um periods how that impacts you in your performance and just actually the products you use from period pants and all sorts and menopause how that impacts you and one that came up loads was safety actually um but we will we'll do our best to to get into safety properly first and um this is not the first uh, or this is not the last time we can do this podcast so um as a as a women's special we will do more and more of them because i think if there's the appetite and there's the things that we need to talk about and um it isn't just about the women talking about them actually i think it's about men engaging in these conversations as well because it work we need their support with with lots of things and to raise the awareness and to be aware of the things that, that do impact us um so and even i mean like just today i don't know if you guys saw but 
Dina Rasha-Smith spoke about the fact or called for more research because she had period pains this week when she was racing at the, uh, was it the World Championships this week? It was Commonwealth last week, wasn't it? Um, and Europeans yeah, this week. Europeans, that's it. Um, so one of the things that we wanted to talk about, I put up a poll earlier in this week, uh, earlier this week on Facebook, which had like I think 100 or 150 responses, which is amazing, and a whole stream of comments from from people. Um, and we're talking about how how safe do, do females or, or women feel when they're out there running? So what about you guys? How safe do you feel? Or what are your thoughts on that? Mel, should we start with you? Um, I think when I first started running, I felt a lot safer than I do now. Right. Um, I think I lost a bit of confidence during the whole COVID situation started. Once you could start running with people again, I've, I've always done running with someone else. And I kind of lost that confidence to run on my own. Um, but there's lots of things I do. I do go out and run on my own again. I've got that. I've started to do that a little bit again. But it's it's knowing where I'm running and the time of day that I choose. I choose that quite carefully. Right. Um, and even now still I'll try and although Carl and I don't run together because he's much faster than me we'll perhaps go to the same park to run our local one at Crane Park and we'll run in opposite directions so that we'll keep passing each other so that I know that I've got him um to check in with um I think I used to feel very safe in that park until unfortunately and then this is very very rare but we went to go to do the Crane Park run uh, it was just before not lock, first lockdown and um Unfortunately, there'd been an incident in the the local flats, right. and it did all get cordoned off for the police by the police because they were looking for a weapon. So that did frighten me off a bit. And there are teenagers who do drugs in the park and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think I'm just very aware of my surroundings, where I'm running, who I'm running with, and the, and the time of day. I think for me is really key. Yeah, and are there certain times of day that you avoid because of that? Yes, I wouldn't. I well, it would be too dark to run in that park anyway. So if I if I ever run uh, in once it's dark, I run with somebody and yeah. I make sure that I can be really well seen. So I've got my chest torch. I've got one of those um, reflective um, bib things that your phone goes in. Anything so that I can be seen and and I run with with people. I, I do still run with headphones because I've got the bone conductors, so I can hear everything around me that's partly because I suffer from deafness as well um mm-hmm. in one of my ears but um yeah it, it is so I'd, I would rather if I'm going to go and run in the particular park at Crane Park and I'm running on my own I will go after sort of eight o'clock in the morning because I know all the pairs of dog walkers will be out and around in the park so I know I will meet lots of people there'll be people cycling through uh, to get to work and things like that so I know there's lots of people around whereas if I'm running out and around by the hat by houses and things less worried because I know I would always just go and run and knock on somebody's door or I could be heard if I was up. if I'm running in somewhere that's you know even just down at the park that I happily run in even in the day I'm a little yeah. bit cautious yeah interesting and, and Gemma how about you because you've had some some in- you've been yeah I mean Ages ago, I would say I felt safe completely. Didn't even think about anything happening. Um, but yeah, probably about oh, just over two years ago, I was running along the river, my normal normal route. Um, it was on a Sunday. It was eleven a.m., so not particularly early. There was lots of people around, walkers, runners, um, cyclists, and I was running along. And I was aware that there was this person um, slightly ahead of me. 
um, just standing there. And as I got closer, it became apparent that this person who was staring at me, um, he was hosing himself and, say, doing other stuff whilst he was exposing himself. And I remember at the time I didn't feel frightened or scared or even threatened, I think, because, again, there was quite a lot of people around. But um, I got home, reported it to the police, had to go in, make a statement. Mm. And I think it was probably the next run I did, I suddenly started to get really anxious, um, you know, going down certain routes that where there wasn't that many people and then start thinking, what if he's there or what if there's someone else there and what can I do if someone does approach me? And it did. And I got a little bit, um, a little bit frustrated and a little bit kind of angry that this person has now made me yeah. something that I really enjoy doing running has made it less enjoyable. Um, and then there was like more and more reports of a similar person doing similar things. And I think over the course of about two years, it would always like every few months, it would pop up that this person had been, you know, seen and things that he'd been doing. And it did escalate to this person then actually going from merely exposing himself to actually um, using physical contact um, on a couple of people. And um, I had to go in and do an identity um, parade and he did get caught and, you know, it was great. But, yeah, it did, it kind of threw threw me completely. Um, again, because I think I'm someone that just, you know, I take a lot of things on the chin and just get on with things, don't let things bother me. But, yeah, it made me think about, actually am I keeping myself safe and funny enough it was probably say before that it was my husband that the one was the one who was had the sort of concerns for my safety he'd always say where are you going what time are you coming back have you got your phone on you have you got your alarm on you and it wasn't really until this particular incident that I started to think that way as well mm. um and I think really and even now like if I ever do go running on my own it is always at the back of my mind um yeah. But I would probably say I feel completely safe running because 99.9% of my runs are with other people. I run with you, I run with Mark, I run with Posty, and it just takes that that worry out of the way. Yeah. Brings that enjoyment back. Yeah. Do you think that you'd do more running on your own, though, if you didn't have that niggle or you hadn't had those experiences? Um, I don't think so. It's not like it wasn't like a conscious choice. Oh, I need to run with other people because yeah. of that. Um, and that just kind of evolved from joining the the forty runs run club. Um, but it definitely, I think, yeah, it would definitely probably make my runs a little bit less enjoyable. Because yeah. I like to explore, you know, exploring new places and what's down here, and it's great, you know, great being able to do that with you guys. But I'd probably be a little bit more reluctant if I was on my own. And yeah. like you say, you ch- you just have to think about yeah the times a day that you run you know your routes that you run and just yeah bringing yeah. those factors to help and and actually and Abby how do you feel about because obviously you're training for for London which is amazing that those long runs suddenly creep up and they get longer and longer and got to go well I mean how how has it impacted you or, or has it or has it not phased you and yeah you I, find it, I kind of find it harder with um, the heat wave recently obviously trying to get out as early as possible to beat the heat because I mean I'm terrible in the heat like I just was not made for hot weather <laughs> but um and I've been trying to get out early and once I sort of went more like five o'clock and I ran down the Thames path but it's not sort of like the woodland side of the Thames path so it's always a bit busier there's lots of people commuting but I think I went a bit too early one day and it was just a bit eerie um and I sort of was running towards and there was I just saw a man sort of there and then I looked again and he'd like disappeared but there were no there was nowhere to go and I just don't know if he was like in the bush or something luckily I then 
could get out onto a road but it just unnerved me a bit then so then I have to go a bit later but then it's kind of weird timing it when you've got work and like the heat and luckily now it's a bit cooler outside and start to go a little bit later but it is it's a, a sort of a weird thing to think we have to think about these things so much yeah. and it's one of those where I guess you always think we shouldn't have to but also at the same time you do have to sort of be sensible about it don't you and yeah and then um, look we're not saying that this doesn't impact male runners too right because there are people who have the same anxieties or nervousness in their their families or loved ones etc in the same way Gemma you were saying that, that your husband obviously used to kind of go where are you going and what time and um and yeah and, and Sarah Roper's just commented as well saying that she usually runs early mornings and how often gets so worried and and I know that I am um, I always it's it's funny actually I always I, I always tell someone what time I'm going so at the moment I'm with my mum and I'll be like oh I'm going for a run even this morning I went for a run I was like I'll be back by eight because I was like I need someone to know when I'm due back because then if I haven't come back I know that she'll call I mean god knows what god forbid ever but do you know what I mean it's like yeah, thing- I do that as well and then also on Find My Friends, I've got quite a few people on Find My Friends on the iPhone. So I'm like, if I'm going out and I've been longer than I am, at least my housemate knows to check on me and she'll be like, oh, she's just gone a bit further than usual or yeah. and then like text. But yeah. Um, and Gemma, and actually Mel, maybe, because obviously you you both kind of not lost your confidence, but have had different experiences, so whether that be through through COVID and, and being on your own and Gemma, obviously the incidents you've had. How do you, how do you get past those or get your confidence back to go out again? after that well I think for me running running has become such an important part of my life it was never about losing weight um it was always about just having that that me time that time for me and it's so good for my mental health and I kind of refused to give up that um and you know I love it so much and you know you're not like let's be realistic the chance of us getting knocked over um by a car or a bus is probably higher than you know getting attacked um but we still go out you know but we use our common sense we use roads you know cross the road safely and we don't just walk out middle of the street so um yeah you know I'm not saying we're fearing for our lives every time we go for a run but it's just about making those you know really sensible sensible choices and not just for women for men too I mean I've got an 18 year old he started sort of going out staying out later and I get so, you know, worried, oh, is he going to get attacked on the way home? And, you know, you say, well, you know, just be careful. And, you know, so it's just, again, just about making sensible choices. Yeah. I think for me that running with, because I was running with Carl, but not running with Carl, but that thing where I was running a little bit on my own, but in the same vicinity, so that I knew that he was still close by, should I need him or I knew he was going to come across me the other way and would be expecting to, to, to cross paths. But I was doing that bit of running on my own. That's helped helped a little bit with getting back. But we also have, um, as a family, because my children are no longer teenagers, they, they're they older than that now as well, but we've had that Life360 app, mainly okay. originally because my daughter wanted to track us. It wasn't us tracking the teenagers. They wanted to know when we were in or coming home from work so we would cook their dinner. But... Um, you know, having that on, they know where we are. They can track where we've been and, and roughly how long. And even when Carl's out running, if he's doing a long run because he seems to be prone to injuries and things at times, just knowing and tracking, is he roughly where I expected him to be mm. at that time? Likewise for me, knowing the sort of pace that I run, am I roughly where I said I was going to be? Is there something that's held me up? Has yeah. there been a problem? That helps sort of knowing that, 
that they can check on that at any point to see where I am. But I've just found that there's been a little bit more hesitancy and sort of a little bit more verbal abuse towards runners since COVID. And Mm. even there was um, coming out of Crane Park where I run sometimes is what we call the Smelly Bridge, which is just this horrible little tunnel uh, bridge you have to go under. It's a really, really narrow path and you just get through to the next bit. And I was running through a guy coming the other way really big guy strong started walking through and something he was just really verbally abusive and he wouldn't have been that way to a man but it was because I was a runner um a female runner and I was much smaller than he was he just felt he could he could be verbally abusive about me running through um and not stopping and waiting for him to go through and it was it was just a power thing yeah isn't it isn't it funny though that how people react because had you been walking through there um with a dog for example but because you're running that's yeah yeah Yeah. and interesting that you um that you mentioned that app actually uh mel the the 360 because mandy osborne's just commented as well saying that um her family use the the 360 app so they can track her because she's obviously running in mornings and the nights and that's a struggle um and i mean there's probably lots of technologies sarah opes actually just mentioned Apparently Garmin uh, watches a tracker notification. Do any of you guys use that or any other? I didn't know that the Garmin uh, did that. I don't, but I know a lot of my friends use it, the Strava Beacon. I think that might be free now. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's free now. Exactly. So it always used to be on the subscription, but then they've done an update and made it free for all, which is a lot better then because it's kind of a good inclusive feature to keep everyone safe. But oh. I haven't tried it myself, but it looks really good. Does anyone – want I don't know enough about it, but um, – what is the Strava Beacon? What does that do? Is it the same? Is it kind of a live tracker that you can now? Because, I mean, obviously there are other running apps out there before I get in trouble. Mm. <laughs> so there are plenty, and I'm sure they've all got uh, functions that, that you may be able to use. But uh, Yeah, I mean, I haven't used it, but I think from what I know is that you, like when you you kind of set it set it up, and then when, so when you go for a run, but you can do it so it will update um, whoever you want to update, and you can choose how often it sends those updates. So, yeah, almost like a, a bit like how, you know, when you sort of track someone doing a marathon, that kind of thing, yeah. so they can see where you are. Well, that's brilliant. And I think that's brilliant that they've they've made that free as well because mm. you want to encourage people to get out there, right? We want people to be out there exercising, running. We know how good it is for us physically, mentally, and, and all of those things. And actually, we can make people feel a bit safer um, by, by those things. And, I mean, I know that I think it's uh, my Apple Watch does it that, if you fall, it automatically starts to contact people on your um, on your emergency list because it it tracks that you've you've kind of taken a fall. So, I mean, we we moan, don't we, about the reliance on technology, but actually, it can be amazing. Yeah, and then I think you can do something similar with your with like an iPhone as well. I don't know; I've not done it, but I've heard people talking about it recently about if you fall and if it goes to a certain angle, then it, it registers you fall and it triggers a thing. Yeah. Um, to whoever you've got in your contacts for that but I think yeah. that must be linked with the watch I've, I've got a Garmin watch rather than an Apple I used to have an Apple but yeah, yeah I've I got to try yeah I've got both well I, think we should, well I don't want to fall over and try it but um, <laughs> <laughs> if anyone has got experience in them or can tell us a bit more about how they work please do um please do comment and, and let us know and if you've had any experiences uh it, where they've kind of had to come into play as well, where people have been notified and how that works. 
Here's football legend Jamie Redknapp for Skechers ArchFit Footwear. Okay, I know what you're thinking. ArchFit Footwear? Ah, I don't need arch support. Well, I thought the same, and these are still my favorite trainers. You see, Skechers ArchFit are great for virtually everybody. ArchFit was designed by experts giving you podiatrist certified arch support and all-day comfort. Plus, I don't wear them just for arch support. I love how they look too. Feel what you've been missing with Skechers ArchFit. Find Skechers ArchFit footwear for men and women everywhere. And I mean, look, we're in the, we've been in the height of summer the last kind of couple of months and we've had a, a great summer. I mean, mm. how you look at it, but <laughs> like mornings, like evenings, it's not going to be long. We're heading towards the end of August now. Um, it's not going to be long before those dark nights. You can already see it, kind of feel it coming it's in. It's closing in. Yeah, Definitely. it is. And, and do you guys do anything differently in the summer versus versus the winter? Is there anything you change in terms of your running, your training to... Yeah, I mean, like I'll often, I mean, especially when I used to run on my own, I'd, for example, I wouldn't run along the river, you know, in the dark. One, you can't see see anything anyway. Also, it's very isolated. Um, but yeah, so, so I often might change my change my running routes, um, and just yeah, like just using using the lights. I quite like the the chest lights, um, making sure you're running with other people, all those kind of things. Yeah. How about you guys, Mel? um yeah I mean I, I won't run anywhere in the dark that I haven't run the same place already and checked it out in daylight anyway yeah. so that and that's just generally a good thing to do that if you are going to run anywhere that's you know um when it's getting darker so you know even just where there are problems with the pavement or there might be tree stumps or where those hazards might be if you've actually run that route in daylight before you're mm-hmm. going to be much more aware of your surroundings and um the things to note as you you go along as well and it just I think gives me a little bit more confidence if I know where I am but I will change the sort of gear that I'm wearing as well I always have something that's reflective um that's on and I, I always carry as well just in case always carry my credit card and, some, and, a, and a five pound note in case something happens to me so I can always get get back home or yeah. pop in somewhere for some help but I think just I tend to run more around the streets in the if I if I'm running in the dark in the evenings, but I will tend to be a morning person. So mm. the one thing when things first start to get darker at night, you, when especially when the hour changes in October, you do get that bit of where it's lighter again in the morning early, just for a little bit. Yeah. Um, but I would tend to go out in the morning where I can, and still try to run in the the light. Yeah. Um, and guys are uh, commenting thank you for for all the comments that are coming in we can we can see them and, and people um talking about what they do or what they won't do like penny's just said that she won't run along the canal on her own um, and it's that's really interesting because i remember when i first started running and i lived down by the river and um and i've it's taken me a while to grow in confidence with running because when i first started i basically started running um for those that don't know, I got a place for London Marathon and was, because it was a bucket list thing that I'd always said I wanted to do. I couldn't run. I hadn't run since I was at school. And I was an okay runner at school. I could do cross country and was always better at kind of the, the 1,500 metres and stuff. And um, and then I basically turned up to a, a 40 satellite group and went, I've got a place for London. And he went, oh, yeah, 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 we'll be fine, as he does. I was like, I can't run. I've never run. But um, I, I used to run down by the river on my own all the time because – 
for me, it was a place where I was like, oh, I can just go. I'm not going to be embarrassed by the roads and have people beeping at me or hooting or shouting stuff. Or if I need to walk, it's funny, isn't it? There's nothing wrong with walking. I mean, who cares if you walk, crawl, run? Like, it just doesn't matter. But I used to go down there because actually it was a place where I was like, oh, I can just go and do my own thing. I can turn at a certain point. It doesn't matter if I'm a mile, two miles out. It's easy to track your distance, isn't it? Like how far you're going out and back. But there is some, there's a, there's a weird thing. The more you, I've realized the more I run, the more aware I become of my surroundings. Um, and, and now actually I can't imagine running down by the river on my own, even in the middle of the day. Um, not because I've had any bad experience, but just because I go, I was talking about this yesterday. I was like, well, where would I come off on my usual route if I was on my own? And not just because if I saw someone, but what if you get injured? How how far is it from from you being able to walk somewhere or, God forbid, but an ambulance being able to get you? Um, all things that, that we have to consider as, as runners, um, and, I mean, women in particular. And, I mean, toilets en route, that's another one that I've got to think about, haven't we? Men as well. Yeah. Especially as they get older, that that bladder calls yeah. quite frequently. Yeah. <laughs> That's not just a women thing. No. <laughs> and how uh, when you guys are out running? I mean, I'm so lucky. I, you, you see loads of walkers and, and runners and stuff. But Mel, obviously, you you mentioned that you've had a, a bad experience with with that person in that tunnel, but. Generally, because I mean, Scott uh, Scott Steele um, mentioned on the poll the other day, which I thought was really interesting. He said that he used to always say hello to people when he was out running. So he'd smile and, and nod and say hello. And um, But he stopped doing that because of how he's really aware of how uncomfortable that could make people feel. And he, and he doesn't want to make, he's so conscious about making people feel that way. Um, how do you guys feel about that if people say hello don't because personally I love if I'm out for a run and there's a runner that's either coming behind me that goes morning and just so you know yeah. they need to last or or when you see them and and that actually really upset me when I read that I thought god why don't don't not say hello but but I just thought actually how do you guys feel about that because everyone's different I mean mine's just just one opinion but I like it um and I used to, and it was really interesting when I was doing my marathon training and stuff I noticed that the runners around um Bushy Park uh tended to be more friendly and say hello compared to Richmond Park where they were more serious <laughs> it just you know, just I tended to get more hellos and then me and my friend who were running around we were actually counting how many people said hello and who, how many didn't it was just one of those ways to sort of while away the boredom of the marathon distance you know as well when you're doing those sort of long runs but it, it's nice when you come across other runners or and to say good morning and stuff and put a smile on their face I think there's far too much of everyone keeping to the spell especially running around in London as well it's it's nice to have that friendly smile but I think it's about how you approach it if you're smiling first at somebody and then say good morning I think that that's less threatening than um you know hearing from somebody who comes up behind you I think that that could be more worrying you suddenly hear a voice on your shoulder yeah um, I think that's that they're, they're quite different experiences yeah and, and James Henderson um on YouTube just commented actually saying that he's changed up his route when catching up with a, a solo woman run us so that he so that she didn't think he was following her um and I mean it must be it must be really hard for for the majority of, of amazing people out there and guys as well that are out running that 
aren't a threat to to anyone because what goes through their mind and yeah and, and how do you feel actually if you see someone cross the road and, and Gemma I know you've got sons is there any advice you've ever given them when they're walking home either late at night yeah I've had that conversation with them that you know it's some people you know just you know it, like you say you don't everyone feels very differently you just because you are fine with things doesn't mean other people are and just being mindful and you know if you are walking walking home and there's you know girl, even like a couple of girls in front or even or someone on their own doesn't have to be a girl could be you know anyone they might be feeling quite vulnerable um so yeah maybe just changing route walking to the other side of the road um you know keeping back a little bit just so you know that other person's not feeling feeling anxious because you don't know how they're feeling at all you don't know what's going on in people's lives what experiences they've had um yeah, just mindful of others. But yeah, going back to how I am with with other people out running, I oh, I'd, I love it when a runner says hello to me and gives yeah. away. I know when we've been out running and we've said good morning to other runners, we get a little bit disappointed when they don't don't smile back. It's like oh, <laughs> yeah. It's funny, isn't it? You almost expect it based on your how you feel. So I'm like, I love people saying hello, um, mm-hmm. smiling, and I remember. Like I said, when I first started running, I'll never forget this. I was I went down by the river to do my long run because it was just the easiest way of me going out for eight miles and then turning back or six miles and, and whatever it was. And um, I remember seeing this guy. He, he came past me and he was like super speedy and um, or what I thought was super speedy at the time. I reckon I could catch him now, but uh, <laughs> it was later I'd have him. But he came flying past me. He said morning and, and off he went. Anyway. I don't know how far he must have gone. And I kind of turned at my turning point. And he came back. He was obviously coming back the same way. So probably doing something similar. And as he kind of caught up with me again. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Oh, you okay? And I was, I was struggling at that point. I was kind of like, oh my God, I'm 12 miles into this run. How am I going to get the other four miles home? And, um, and he went, come on, he went, you'll be fine. He was like, you could do it. He said, oh, what are you doing? I said, I'm training for London. And, um, and he just, he kind of ran with me and he was just chatting. I couldn't even tell you what he looked like. I couldn't tell you what he spoke to me about, but he was just chatting away going, oh, it's amazing. And you love it and blah, blah, blah. And, um, and then I suddenly got to the kind of like the next road bit where I was going to cross and um he went good luck with it and he turned back and I thought god how lovely he was just yeah. out running and he just was like oh she's struggling if I just run that extra the road wasn't too far and he just probably just thought if I just run that bit with her and give her that confidence that she can she can do it and um I've never seen him again and I wish I had to say thank you but isn't it funny that that could but I also appreciate that that could really freak a lot of people out because you'd start to panic and, and worry mm. it's kind of like there's no 
no right and wrong, is there? There's no winning with a lot of this. Um, I do find a lot of the time that you can tell when it's like a genuine like hello, like people get scared. I think you can with like that, you know, when someone's are sort of like intentions are there. I think you can kind of tell when it is just people being friendly, but I love it when people say hello. What I've noticed though is a big difference on like location because I've been spending a lot more time recently where my parents live, where I grew up in Worcestershire compared to London. I run down the Thames path and everyone's sort of like head down, don't like look up and everything. And then I've been doing a lot of long runs back where my parents live. And I literally have had like conversations with everyone I've ran past and it's just the difference is crazy, but. I always think it's nice. It just gives you a little boost as well, especially, like you said, when you're struggling. If someone just gives you sometimes even a little look, like you run past another runner. I quite like it when it's raining and it's like hammering it down and you just look at each other like, what are we doing? But it just gives you that little boost to sort of carry on with your run. Definitely. Um, Most most people out there have got good intentions and they're you know they're lovely I mean I had I had another incident honestly I have so many incidents along that river I had another incident and I was running along and there was these two boys um probably about 16 and I was like oh here we go and I could see them in the distance and I'd ran past them and then on my way back I could see they'd stopped and I thought I've got to run past them again and I thought oh they're gonna they're gonna say something they're gonna shout some sort of verbal abuse at me I thought, just head down, just keep going. I got close and they were still staring at me. I said, oh, here we go. And as I sort of got right up to them, they said, excuse me, can you help us get past the geese? And they were so frightened on their bikes that they couldn't get past the geese. So I had to sort of stand there in front of the geese so they could get through. And, you know, there's me going from, oh, no, they're going to say something horrible. And actually, they were really nice. Funny, isn't it, how those how those things happen? Um we are. I can't believe we're going for 35 minutes. Um, should we do the lightning round? Because I know we've got loads of other stuff that we want to talk about and um, there's some brilliant topics which we'll get into. But Mel tonight yes. is the lightning round and, and Gemma at their first time because, um, I mean, poor Abby had to do it with me last time where I was like literally firing <laughs> stuff at her. So, um, but um, Toby is in the background running all of our tech for us. So big shout out and thank you to Toby for sitting in the background because we wouldn't know uh, what to do about that but uh, can you run the title for the lightning round and, and hand it over so off you go hi Gemma so it's just you and me now um, so lightning round don't worry you will know all the answers to all of these questions that I'm going to throw at you and just first thing that comes to your mind when when I ask it okay some will be familiar if you've been watching the show before but we've got a few that have got a little bit more of a female orientation about them okay are you ready I'm ready let's go pre-race breakfast um peanut butter on toast okay favorite race or distance 10 miler okay normal pants or running pants uh normal pants um female running icon oh um jasmine paris she did the so i know this is lightning round but you need to know this she did the spine race and she's still the um, record holder there i think she smashed it by like 12 hours in her time doing it so she beat she was the first female and the first overall and she did it whilst expressing breast milk Oh, amazing. Oh, yes, I remember. Yeah. Remember that. Um, post-race celebration drink, gin tea or Prosecco? Oh, probably neither. I'd have to go for a Guinness. 
Okay, fair enough. Um, race nutrition, gels or real food? Real food. Um, shorts or scort? Shorts. <laughs> Favourite brand of running bra? Um, probably my Nike one, so Nike. Okay, running with or without headphones? Without. And head torch or chest torch? Chest torch. Um, what's your running ambition? Um, or probably at the moment, um, to do the alphabet challenge of park run. Fantastic. Thank you very much, Gemma. Thanks for the lightning round. Thank (laughs) you. Oh my God, they were brilliant, those questions. Very good. Can I just ask, because, um, we're obviously all at different life stages actually just touch on something really interesting um about jasmine paris and running whilst expressing milk and i don't have children but um when i mean mel and, and Gemma, uh you guys have, have got children and were you running pre-children post-children actually is really interesting and have you had any of those experiences where you've had to stop to to, to express or to feed and yeah I'm, I'm fascinated by that actually and I'm sure there's lots of runners out there that have had those moments um not not with running um no because I didn't come uh back well I said back to running I, I hadn't run when I came and started running and I did my first park run um when I was 44 um so I was well past having had my children and things by then. But um, and I hadn't run since 1983 before that. And that was something like the 1500 metres at school. Um, <laughs> so, no, I haven't had that that experience with it linked with running. But in other areas, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, I, I, I didn't take up running till after I had the children. Um, I probably just finished breastfeeding my youngest. So I didn't have to didn't have to worry about that. But um yeah, I say there's other things that with your whole bladder and and things like that that you have to <laughs> end with. <laughs> Did that change for you after you you had children, like things like your bladder, and have you had to be more conscious of them when you when you first started running as well? Because I guess your confidence kind of grows the more you run and you, you learn more about your body, um, as we all probably do. But yeah, as a as a woman, when you've you've been through those things, did you have to? Did you have to yeah. really. I mean, I mean, I do remember I was doing a 10k race once and it kind of was at the sort of end of the race and I thought I'm on for a good time here and I kind of like went for it and at the same time there was stuff going down there that was like going for it as well and I thought well, I can't stop you know and um yeah it's something you kind of do have to think about yeah I, I suffer really badly with that and even my um park runs if I do a sprint at the end and and overdo things and start to mm-hmm. retch as soon as I start to retch if I'm retching here I can't control yeah anywhere else and it's a, you know if you try to do any sprints at interval training is an absolute nightmare for me because mm-hmm. the minute you start to do anything fast then your bladder or mine goes into action mm-hmm. um and then you're left in a situation where you've got all those other intervals to do and that can obviously you're damp and that causes chafing um so it can be quite uncomfortable and hence why i've gone to running more in sports for less embarrassment um at the end of running or whatever I'm doing, because at least the nice little flap over the top covers what may or may not be happening down below. Yeah. And how does that, has it ever stopped you from 
from wanting to go out or, or going out the fear of those things happening there. I think that kind of um not sprinting at the end of park run, not trying to run too fast in case it's I think it's put mentally a block on trying to do anything speedy right because I'm worried about that I'm worried about the embarrassment of it not so much embarrassing myself but when I go to park run when I've been doing it a lot my daughter was doing Duke of Edinburgh's award mm-hmm. so she was always on the front at the end she was doing the letters so she would have to see mum come in at that or see mum on the funnel as I went through because we have a big uh, double funnel system uh, uh, bushy so it's not just a case of arrive so I'd have to have something Carl would be great he'd throw me a jacket or something to tie around my waist till I got scorts but it was it was you knowing you then had that long walk of shame around the funnel at bushy having you know wet yourself because you've run yeah gosh so many things like the impact that these things have on your body that people just don't don't realize um and yeah like i said at the at the top we um we won't get into what we won't get into today is, is menopause properly because i think we're going to do that we're going to cover that as a as a proper another session because i think there's so much that we can we can talk about that but um addicted to running is actually just said do you avoid running when on your period or carry on as normal and um, i really struggle with sessions that only easy run and don't race does anyone else um and i mean Gemma will know this which is so I personally, I, I usually try to carry on unless I'm in pain. I've got period pains or I'm not feeling good, right? Because we've got to listen to our bodies. As a as a coach, I would always say to, to people, listen to your body. It's okay. Missing one run, running easier on one one is not going to change anything in the long run, right? We've got to look after ourselves physically, mentally is the most important. But um, I I try not to let it impact me massively um but mentally it can like I I woke up Edinburgh Marathon morning having trained really hard um trained really hard for it and I remember having a conversation at the end of it, our satellite group one week with uh with Gemma and the, and the postie actually and, and a few others and we were talking about the fact that I was like oh my god my biggest fear is like what if I come on my period how's that going to impact me what because I can get quite bad hormone headaches and uh and I was like, oh, my God, anyway, was fine, was fine. Woke up that morning in this hotel in Edinburgh, came my period and messaged Gemma and went, oh, my God, my worst nightmares just happened. And um, she was just like, it's fine, just don't worry. And I was like, I've just got to get on with it. But it's just stuff like that, that when you're, you're away from home, you've got this, this milestone that you've worked so hard towards. And um, and honestly, I've, I've never, and it was really funny because I ran the first 11 miles with Gemma. And uh, and I went right. You go because she was Gemma was flying. Let's just be very clear, like on form and just like in her stride. And she's like, "You were right." I was like, "Yeah, I've got this awful headache coming. I don't want to slow you down." I was like, "I'll be fine," um, but I do do struggle. But I do try to carry on because I think I don't I don't want to let it stop me because I'm a bit stubborn. And I'm like, well, "Why as a woman have I got to let these things?" But I am also a massive believer in you have to have to listen to your, your body. Um, yeah, how about you guys? What do you do? Do you carry on? Do you, do you ease off those days? Yeah. I mean, I find, for me, I don't suffer too bad um, pain-wise. Mm-hmm. Um, but I find for me, about sort of three days before I come on, I, my like I'm exhausted. Mm-hmm. I just have this massive dip. And I can, you know, I'd, if I'm ever doing like a club session, it's when I really don't want to do it, it's usually think, oh, I'm, I'm going to come on soon. And actually, when I do come on, I'm, I'm not as bad in terms of tiredness but equally like heavy especially days between days two to four and mm-hmm. like to the point where I've thrown all sorts of products you know I've done tampons sanitary towels tried moon cups and 
I, I, I will leak, you know, because I get that flooding and it's it's not great. Um, and like you were saying, Mel, it's a whole other host of kind of ch- chafing when you've got a, yeah. a sanitary towel there. It's it's not not fun. Um, I had a similar thing to you, Sabrina, in um, Brighton. Where I sort of went down. I wasn't due on and I came on early and I was like, oh, no. But you can't, it is what it is, you know. Um We've had the have periods for a long time, and we, you know, we kind of have to have to deal with them. Um, I was lucky with Edinburgh because I I'd come on early again, but it meant I would I'd sort of finished yeah. or was finishing sort of on the day of the race. Um, but yeah, like you say, a little bit stubborn as well. Um, what else can you do? Yeah. I'm the same as you. I think <laughs> I try and plan not too much long runs when I know it's going to be bad. But sometimes I'm, you just kind of like don't let it defeat you. And I'm like, George, sod it. I'm going to go out. I'll just put black leggings on. And off we go. Yeah. Just deal with it. But yeah. I mean, a few years ago, because I, I know we're not talking about menopause no, now. No. I, I had um, obviously that went through for me from lockdown. Um, but I before when I first started running at 44, I was still mm-hmm. having periods and things then. Um, but I suffer a lot or did when I was on the second day with like really bad nausea really really bad nausea during my period so I would do my best for it but sometimes I would just feel so sick and a bit of sort of vertigo and imbalance so I wouldn't be able to run because I literally would not be able to move around without literally mm. sort of wanting to throw up but also like you said about the chafing you know it's, it's do you go for a pad do you go for a tampon if you get your string caught in the wrong place in yeah. your pants you know you, you can really it can really irritate on a run and then you've got to know where the toilets are particularly when you're if you're doing a long run then so that if you can sort yourself out and and where do you carry spare products things like that. free train vest great for a single tampon to free train thinking about the women um and yeah and karen uh karen lumley and by the way everybody that's that's commenting stuff thank you for your your openness and your your honesty because that this kind of transparency will only help help everyone right and and need to talk um, about it more yeah yeah we absolutely do and yeah karen's just said that she's okay in a period gets a bit backache but it's manageable and and actually Gemma, she's experiencing um the same things as you and and Mel as well. She said that she's had an incident dribbling at dribbled at the South End half uh, every time she she stopped to walk. So it happens to all of us. And I think that it's funny actually because I never hear men comment on it, which rightfully so they don't. But because they don't they don't have that first hand. But um, to your point, Abby, like black leggings and stuff. Or I run in black all the time. I, I mean, I always wear black shorts or black leggings. I don't think I own anything of another colour, but. And um, yeah, you, you do have to think about those things. And and actually, we had a Mandy actually has just said that she's uh, she's perimeno and running helps with her cramps, which is amazing. Uh, but it triggers flooding, so it's catch twenty two. Um, and she's mentioned uh, Moddy Body have made some period knickers with Puma, which are amazing for no pad and minimal chafing. We actually had an email from uh, from a lady called Claire as well this week who asked the same thing, which was. Have, have any of us tried period pants and, and our thoughts on those? And I haven't because I can't get my head around it. But I am, in the name of research for this show, going to try them because I'm actually really curious around what, how do I? So I've tried them, but not for periods because right. I've got the ones for the stress incontinence as well. So I, I did Run Fest Run last summer and I chatted to the lady at BP3. They also have the stand up at the running show. So I went 
to her to get some more. And I found that those are really helpful because at least you've not got the embarrassment. If you do have a leak, you've got um, that it's caught in it. You're not, um, it, it takes the majority of the dampness away. Because right. Just like wearing a pad, but mm-hmm. the better for the environment, you just need to then hand wash them out afterwards. Um, and a lot of my um, daughter's friends, starting to use those kind of things because they really want to think about the environment as well um and I've got friends run of friends who are quite a bit younger than me who are using those as well as also the sort of reusable pads and things because they want to think about the environment as well but um bp3 I I can from personal experience they've been they've been good is that the brand name, Mel, BP3? BP3, yeah. I can't remember what it stands for. But basically, she, the, the lady who designed them is a runner. Right. Um, they do a sporty version, so they've got no visible, um, so you don't get a visible pant line as well. Mm. Um, and she's she designed them initially thinking about her teenage daughters, but also because she ran and because of that leap from menopause and getting that that thing between the, the two to try and support ladies running. Yeah, mm. amazing. I am um, interested to try that. I think I think I'm a little bit frightened at the moment. I have got a pair of um, period pants, but um, I'll wear it with with my t- with my towel. And I can still I still leak through with that, but I don't think I think it's for like a light. I think I need a more of a heavy heavy flow period pant. So I'd be interested yeah. to try that because I think they do do them for different um, different kind of flows from light. Yeah. through to heavier and um, and different shapes and stuff and I think also they're becoming a lot more accessible so uh, which is where I think people will start to try them more because I think I mean originally when they came out you were looking at kind of 20-30 quid for a pair of knickers yeah. a lot of money and we talk about running being for everybody and accessible because we want people to be able to to get out there right and we say you can you can get out you've just got a pair of trainers and go out on the roads and whatever but when you have to start thinking about these things and the kit that you need for as a woman for certain times of the month and, and how you're feeling and to think it, it can become uh, expensive. So I think, I know that I think um, Primark and Uniqlo are actually doing their versions of them now as well. So, so um, and I think M&S do as well. So if anybody has got experience in those, please post them on um, on the Facebook group because on the, on the 40 runs running community, because I think, we can all benefit and learn from those things. And um, Modi Body and obviously BP3 are, are two that we've we've had mentioned uh, or people have had experiences of. But if you've got experience of any other, then, then do do let us know about those as well. Yeah, I mean, it's the same you're saying about the sort of equipment, just go out with a pair of running shoes and shorts or whatever. And, but, you know, as a larger chested lady as well, you've got all the whole thing with the running bras as well. Another piece of equipment that you need to buy um, to fully support um, your breasts, because otherwise, actually, they, they will have a lot of movement when running. And you can actually do a lot of damage to the tissue if they're not properly supported. Yeah, there was um there was an interesting thread about that actually this week, wasn't there on the on the Facebook group, which yeah. was really asking about I think getting chafing with a with a certain bra and have yeah. you have you got any advice or is there anything you've used that's helped with that? Because I think people are talking about body glide and Yeah, I mean I've used I mean I use a underwear bra. I I did their first underwear bra that they had, and that was a big game changer for me. But they've now done the one that you can fasten at the back as well. Um 
so you're not having to try and pull it on because the worst thing about running bras usually is you can get into them but it's very difficult after a run you're sweaty you need help or cutting out of them sometimes um but i would say to people particularly the area that often chafes is that bit where you do the hooks up Mm. and often it's if you forget to and i i've done it myself just to flip back over like the label that's over that then covers and stops those hooks from actually rubbing on your back but the other thing you could do is just if you just get a little bit of fleece or felt or something and just stitch it over that bit so you've got a little bit of a flap that sits over that and that will stop that that chafing of the hooks great advice there from mel's knitting room (laughs) (laughs) we're going to tell you bushy now when next time you're uh next time you're there and volunteering and want bits of fleece from you they're going to be like i'll give you a bit of fleece for my running (laughs) (laughs) yeah really good advice um and yeah, where do you go? Do you go to different places for your for your running? Because obviously we know that lots of the high street places that do do underwear do do sports uh, clothing and equipment too. Do you trust those places as a as a woman when you know the need is slightly different, or or do you guys head to more specialist places for your kit? I think I went with underwear because I'd had the I'd had a good experience with the underwear pants when I did my very first half marathon. Mm-hmm. I treated myself to a pair, um, and I just had good experience with them as customer feedback. And it was because it was again, it was set up by runners to solve a problem that they were having. It happened to be men who were having chafing around their sort of. Um, inner thighs in that area and so they designed things that suited them and then they got on board with doing things for for women as well um so I kind of trust their brand because of it's coming from runners who've experienced a problem and then solved a problem rather than somebody who's just wanting to cash in for the sake or jump on a bandwagon yeah yeah I try and stick to like if I've got a Nike running bra that I've had I've had it for ages I'm sure I need a new one but because I know it works and it doesn't chafe, I try and just get the same one. Because yeah. I've had, you know, I've spent quite a lot of money on other running bras, and I, find, you know, I get the chafing kind of in the middle there. And I've got one bra, and I think it's okay for a five k run, but anything beyond that, it just it just starts chafing. So I, I know I can't wear that on my long runs, but um, yeah, I just try and stick to a bit of trial and error. You know, I'll, I'll generally shop anywhere, but um, when I find something that I like, I tend to wear it to death. I think Danny from the uh, group gets annoyed with all threadbare my shorts and all sorts. I'm the same as you though. I think I've got two. I've got two sports bras are on a rotation. I've had yeah. them far too long, but they're fine. So I'm just like every time I try something new, it's just never good. So and uh, it's actually something that works for you though, isn't it? Because yeah. we're all individual, and all, you know, I think even you know the manufacturers of bras, you know, they one of them does mean like they say sixty three different sizes. Because by the time you take the cup size and your um, back size and under, you know, you do all the different measurements. Everything is very different for everybody, and what's comfortable for one person isn't for another. So you, you might find a brand, and I say, you know, for me, underwear really, really works, but for other people, it doesn't. Um, they you know different um slightly different style or different fabric works better for them because you know our skin might be different any allergies we have things like that yeah interesting Abby have you bought anything for the training that you've kind of just had to that you thought was going to be amazing and life-changing in terms of kids for marathon and then you've just gone that's just not gonna work 
don't think not massively to be honest I, I buy quite a lot of stuff anyway I think recently the most thing I bought that was more because I got excited when they bought out the London Marathon jackets the rainproof ones I bought one of those thinking this is great every time it rains I'm going to go out every time I've gone out in the rain I've just taken it off because then you're running just sort of feeling like a chicken in a bag overheating in the rain <laughs> but I just wanted to buy it because it was London Marathon and I just got a bit excited when you think you need all the kit yeah but in theory I probably <laughs> didn't really need it <laughs> don't wear it but yeah as a as a woman what's the this is for all of you actually what's the one piece of one bit of kit that you think you need to get properly fitted or or invest in a bit that you can there's bits that you can kind of scrimp on isn't there or, or save your pennies on right we know things are expensive times are tough out there and, and we imagine they're going to get tougher right so what but what's the one bit of kit as a woman you feel like go and invest in or, or think about my bra yeah my bra but I, I know that's because I'm a larger busted lady I, I can't if if they're if they're not supported properly I cannot run that that puts me in pain um and yeah so I wouldn't be able to run at all everything else I can run in a cheap vest I can run in cheap shorts um but for me if I didn't have a proper fitting running sports bra that would yeah. restrict my ability to run yeah, and I think I think I agree with Mel. I think I'm not particularly big chested, but um, I think regardless of your size, they need supporting, and you it's worth investing in a, in a decent running bra. And I think all those like your, your bra, use, your knickers, and your socks, all those things that are kind of that close on your skin. Yeah, you need a decent decent bit of kit, but socks you can get fairly cheap. Um, you know, the, the running running pants or sports pants you can get fairly cheap, but um, yeah, running bra is definitely worth the investment. Yeah. What about you? I go leggings. I'm always leggings, I think, because I've been through so many sort of cheaper ones and I couldn't get on with. And I, you go for a run and I spend more time running, like pulling them up than actually running and having to keep stopping. It's just like then gets a mental thing in your brain where you're just thinking about your leggings falling down rather than your run. So I've kind of now I've worked out like the Lululemon ones are best for me and I'm like really quite expensive, but it just means I can go out and run and not have to think about it and also the pockets is really handy with stuff like sort of when you're on your period as well you can put they've got really long pockets in the sides so it means you can carry stuff with you which is quite good yeah I'm with yeah. you I um I spent ages to be my first pair of running leggings I think were from M&S how I got to M&S but they were great and I, I think I've still got them because I can't bear to throw them away because I ran I think I did all my original London Marathon training before it got cancelled for lockdown oh. um, but yeah, a decent pair of leggings that, that fit right, snug, that if you're feeling they'll just make you feel better. Um mm-hmm. pockets in them is a is a really important thing. But um I can't believe we're we're coming up to an hour, which is incredible. And I could carry on talking and talking. And thank you, um thank you guys for for being so open and honest. And as we said, this is not the only time we're gonna do this because there are so many topics that we want to come back and talk about and delve into and if there are things that you want us to talk about um because I think Penny said it and, and you said Mel you said it that we need to talk about these things so much more because we need for women to know that it's okay and there are platforms where we can talk about these things really openly um, and really honestly there's no shame in, in any of these things I think Serena Williams in tennis said it recently she's like wearing white in tennis is like so, so uncomfortable right it's just mental that they've still got to go into a court wearing white when you're on your period but Athletes at all levels and runners at all levels are, are feeling the same things that 
that you will be or that we will be. So it's super important that, that we talk about these things and we have an open platform to do so. Um, please do continue to email in at, I haven't done this all show and I learned it. <laughs> Um, I can't believe I haven't mentioned that in 59 minutes. I'm sorry, guys, but I've got it in there and I got it right. Um, <laughs> any thoughts and topics, questions that you've got that you want to answer, um, the guys will ping them over to us and um, or we'll, we'll support them or, or answer them on, on future shows as well and next time there's email specials and stuff. Um, so just before we, we finish up, huge thank you to Toby who's been sat in the background. And, um, running all the tech and titles so uh, open like I said honest um, and for coming on tonight and, and giving you time I know you've all got an early start tomorrow with the uh, or with the trip to Wales so um, I imagine it's dinner in bed for you and I think just wanted to end on actually this um we spoke a lot about safety and and running and feeling comfortable running alone and all sorts of stuff um this community is nearly our Facebook community is nearly at 10,000 people I think how many are we to go Mel or something now I think we team Chris was saying earlier so we've got to recruit, recruit 18 down on Barry Island tomorrow yeah. at the seven part run <laughs> yeah. um, so anyone that is out tomorrow in Wales or over this weekend we are expecting uh to hit the 10,000 very very soon but on that point I think it's important to say that the community is there for all of us it's not for one or a few and one of the amazing things this week was that when I got a poll in that post there were people that I've never spoken to before but that were engaging in it and, and getting involved and I think if you are in an area you, you want people with especially as we get into those darker nights and stuff to, to go out and run with and um, post on there just I'm in this area is there anyone else there that that's running or, or wants to run together because you'll always find it's amazing at the weekend in a park run in this area who appears and people are like, oh I'm going to be there or, or I live by there so there are people out there there are the satellite groups uh, there are loads of social runs and, and obviously at the races please do come and say hello to to any of us or, or any 40s that you see out there because we'd love to love to chat to you um and before we go just um remember that you can to subscribe to the youtube channel um and and the facebook group as we've said but also the podcast can be downloaded on all of the usual providers so spotify amazon apple um so please do if you've missed an episode or or this episode in particular please do share it um and get people to listen in so i think uh i think that's it from us tonight um the boys will be back as per usual next week uh chris is back from holiday um, and they have, as I said at the top of the show, got um, mental health expert and psychoanalyst Gary Lane, who's going to be talking all things mental health and how that impacts your running, which I think is going to be brilliant, fascinating and something that we really need to, um, as we always do and talk about and say that we need to talk about those things more. So um, if you've got questions or things that you want to talk about or want them to get answered, please do email in to longrunshow at gmail.com um, and we'll see you all soon. Thank you very much. Run the titles, Toby. Hold up. 
hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365 day returns. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.